Welcome to the Membership Guys podcast. Kick-ass advice and tips for membership site owners. Hey guys, welcome to episode 33 of the Membership Guys podcast. I'm your host Mike Morrison and we've got a great show lined up for you today. I'm joined today by Chris Ducker, who a lot of you guys will know of. He's a big name, he's well known in the world of online business. And Chris's thing is all about building a business around your brand, around a personal brand. Now, Chris actually launched his own membership site, Upreneur, about six months or so ago. So I took the opportunity to chat to Chris about his experiences in launching Upreneur and how he built his own global brand with a membership site at the heart of it. So we had a very good chat. There were a lot of value bombs, as Chris would say, shared about Chris's business, about how Upreneur came to be, about his experiences in running it alongside public speaking and traveling around the world. So this was a great interview. I know you're going to love it. And without further ado, we're going to jump right into my chat with Chris Ducker. All right, so I am joined on today's show by Chris Ducker, founder of Upreneur, all-round good egg, and of course, fellow Brit, so there's a chance that he might actually be able to understand my accent as well. Chris, welcome to the show. I mean, well, you're from up north, so I, I might not understand. <laughs> oh, well, I used yeah. to get a lot of stick. Um, I've softened my accent quite a bit now. I got a lot of stick from my family who are proper dyed-in-the-wool northerners. Well, and it's funny, you know, particularly like, you know, as podcasters, because obviously I podcast as well. So, I mean, I'm, I, I know what it's like. Like, being English in the podcasting world is a really good thing. Yeah, It's a rarity, um, isn't it? It's very, very rare. If I mean, like, you know, there's a lot of great podcasts that just focus on the UK market, for example, mm. or maybe they are UK hosts, but they focus on European markets, whatever. But if you're more, if you're more in, in tune and more aligned of, of having a much larger international audience, particularly one that's very US centric, um, and you're talking with a lot of US guests, Particularly if you're looking to try and get in front of, you know, big influencers, for example, being a Brit, man, I tell you what, they remember you. Like yeah. they really remember you. Uh, and, and it really does help. I mean, you know, I've been podcasting almost six years now. My first ever podcast episode that I published was in April 2010. Um, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of episodes of my own over a course, a number of different shows, and then just as many as an interview, you know, subject, uh, victim, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> but it's, the, 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 yeah, definitely we are, we are the lone wolves in the podcasting world, but uh, sometimes being a, a, a bigger fish in a smaller pond, so to speak, is a good idea. Definitely, and I think there's, there's uh, years of indoctrination through Bond villains or, you know, English yes. villains that perhaps yes. uh, make us stand well, we, a little bit more. <laughs> it's funny you say that. Me and my wife went to see the new um, movie yesterday, Deadpool, yeah. oh, um, which was saw great fun. It's yeah. such a great movie, isn't it? Thoroughly enjoyed it. But I, I turned to her and I said to her, why are all the villains in comic book movies English? Like, why, why is that? Why are, they, why are the baddies always English in films? And she turns around and she goes, it's that accent of yours. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it sounds so bloody evil. Yeah. It's <laughs> either, like, what is that? You're either the epitome of evil or you are, you know, quaint, royalty, 
kind yes. of all the the, the oh, yeah, nerdy yeah. type yeah, yeah you, you yes, can't be yes. kind of anywhere in the middle <laughs> no you can't you're absolutely right yeah. so this this is exactly what all your audience listeners tuned in for uh, is to hear us talking about how great it english is. people are Let, let's let's talk about membership side yeah yeah well considering that they probably won't even be able to get through the accent anyway so it's just a whole load of noise <laughs> gone. they've already tuned they out. Have. Gone. <laughs> well for those of those who are still around um many of our listeners will know of you through uh, your book virtual freedom uh you're doing a lot in the space around outsourcing mm-hmm. and and kind of creating that that freedom in your life freedom in your business through uh seeking out help outsourcing uh tasks in your business obviously kind of now through youpreneur helping online business owners get ahead on a broader scale is that a deliberate change that shift from kind of being really well known as the outsourcing guy to the the more hands-on direct helping with with online entrepreneurs through youpreneurs that deliberate has it been a natural development and it's very deliberate very very deliberate you know i've i've been in i've been in business as an entrepreneur for 12 years Mm. i've been in the outsourcing world almost what 14 years now um i've run my own uh, businesses inside the outsourcing industry still do two different businesses and these are proper um, bricks and more you know i think yeah. what a lot of people possibly miss as well is you've got serious bricks and mortar hundreds of staff who you know you've recently take along to a, a booked out imax theater for so you know a lot of a lot of the names online uh a lot of the recognizable figures they don't have that that bricks and mortar traditional kind of business. Yeah, and I I think that helps me stand out a little bit more. Mm. Um, and uh, you know, and people don't expect it as uh, from an online slash you know entrepreneur yeah. uh, slash influencer. They don't expect it to the point like I had. So I had lunch with Gary Vaynerchuk probably I don't know what was it a year and a half or so ago, maybe two years ago now. If if I'm if my memory serves me right, but we're sat there in San Diego, we're just shooting the shit a little bit and having some fun, and then. Um, he, so he said to me, like, you know, so how many people have you got working for you right now? And at the time, we had like 300 and something people. Yeah. And he was like, man, you're beating me at VaynerMedia. <laughs> like, we had like 280. And then, like, we were tweeting, like, I don't know, six months after or something. And he was like, you know, I'm beating you now. We've just hired 60 more people. And we've gone backwards and forwards like that on email as awesome. well. Like, so it's, 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 I think what it is, is it allows people to see that, you know, having a brick and mortar business in the online world is very, 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 very rare. Very small percentage of people do it. And now the only difference is that I have really nothing to do with the day-to-day operations of those businesses. I just happen to own and operate them. Yeah. So I have management in place. What I do day-to-day is exactly what the large majority of people do in the online business space, and that is create content, market it, converse with members, hang out with customers, uh, put on live events, do all the fun stuff yeah. that I enjoy doing. So a lot of what I do day-to-day now, I don't even class as work quite frankly, because I enjoy doing these interviews like this. I enjoy getting on to do a Duckerscope show on Periscope, or I enjoy putting together a keynote, you know, slide deck for when I'm going to be presenting, you know, at an event. I enjoy doing all that stuff. I don't look at it as work. But when I step into the call center and I have a management meeting, man, it, it, you know, it's like I'm, I'm working, yeah. you know? <laughs> but, you know, but they're big businesses and, and they make big money and therefore, you know, I'm quite happy to carry on working with them. Again, we talk about that online stuff, the fun stuff that you mm. do and that move away from being the outsourcing guy from, you know, I've seen yeah. like, uh, presentations from uh, years ago where a lot of the, the stuff that was, you know, you've been asked to do or been interviewed about was around outsourcing. 
It was. And I, I think, you know, to get back, though, to your original question, like, was it on purpose to move away from that? It was because I, I felt as if I had pigeonholed my, myself a yeah. little bit with that VA guy kind of title. Um, and, you know, virtual assistants and outsourcing and delegation as a whole is still a big part of my, my business world, obviously. But for me personally, I wrote a book. I wrote Virtual Freedom. It's almost 300 pages. I'm done. There's nothing more for me to give. <laughs> Like yeah. there's only so many things that I can talk about when it comes to, you know, how to hire, you know, train, manage and work with a VA to grow your business. There's only so many questions and so many scenarios and so many tools to use, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, throughout the course of doing that, I was able to create a personal brand for myself, which opened up so many doors for me in different areas as an entrepreneur. Um, and that is now what I focus on with Youpreneur, with ChrisDucker.com, with the podcast and everything else I do is I, I focus on helping people build businesses based around their brands. So if you think of people like coaches and authors, speakers, experts, consultants, bloggers, podcasters, they are, the, they, they are now my avatar. They're my you know, prospective customer at the end of the day. Yeah. And was that dawning? Was it a scary change? Because a lot of people, you know, when they, they pivot or when they, I wouldn't even classify it as a pivot, they refine their positioning. They, mm. they don't always uh, do it from a situation where they're booking speaking gigs. They're, bo- you know, they're being asked on podcast interviews. They've got successful blog and all that. Was it daunting moving away from having achieved a certain level of visibility for that one thing was there ever a point at which it was kind of well do i just kind of stick with this because yeah no there there certainly was Mm. and 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 if i'm to be honest it creeps back every now and then you know going back to my comment of being a big big fish in a small pond yeah uh you know when you think about there there aren't that many people in the outsourcing world that have the reputation that i do in fact, there's like no one. Like I really am the VA guy. Um, and still to this day, you know, at this point anyway, you know, beginning of 2016, 70% of, of the speaking gigs that I, that I get booked for are for virtual assistant slash team building slash delegation type principles. Mm. Um, but that is changing. That is changing. And the focus now are building the personal brand, uh, you know, and creating what I call the business of you um, is now becoming something that I focus on more and more. But, yeah, I'd I'd be lying if I said that, you know, I I doubted it or I second guessed it in any way, shape or form. I absolutely did. But I also knew in my heart of hearts that if I was to continue to enjoy what I did online – I needed to make this pivot because, quite frankly, I was kind of sick and tired of talking about VAs 24 hours a day. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody said to me the other day, are you going to do an expanded version of virtual freedom? And I was like, I would rather open up my eyelid on a a rusty nail. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, no, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I love my book. And I love what it stands for. And we're actually going to do another big relaunch for the second anniversary this coming April mm. with lots of bonuses and everything. But um, no, I, this is my focus now. This is where I am going forward. And of course, that brings us to the Upreneur brand. It's such a great brand that's clear that you're very passionate about. This is a, it's a labor of love for you. Right? How did that spark come about? 
Where did well, the inspiration come from? I mean, it, it it was it was kind of like it was stored in the uh, you know in the bank for a while for a few years. Every time I travel for the last five years, I've been doing small mastermind events where I have sort of eight to ten people around a table, conference room in a hotel, or maybe a hotel suite, or a co-working spot, or something like that. And I charge a nominal fee, make it a little bit of money, but it's more about getting my community get together face-to-face. And so get people get to meet each other and all the rest of it. And I found from doing all these events two very clear discoveries. Number one, nobody has a monopoly on good ideas. Mm. If you get a load of like-minded people together, they're going to drop value bombs on each other. By the end of the day. I mean, you could put Richard Branson in a room full of 10 totally unknown successful entrepreneurs. He would have a value bomb or two dropped on them as well, yeah, for sure. even with all his experience, right? So that was the first thing. The second thing, probably more important, was that I noticed that by bringing these people together, even in small groups, I was helping to cure entrepreneurial loneliness to a certain degree because it is a lonely journey. When you're building a business, particularly an online business, um, you know, and you and the missus, I mean, you work from home just like I do, uh, and and it it can get lonely. Mm. It can get lonely when you you know you're focusing on your little whiteboard and your computer, and you know you're living on the you're living in the online world. It can get lonely, and I noticed that by bringing people together like that, I was curing that entrepreneurial loneliness. And I wanted to bring these two things together and do it on an ongoing basis. But the angle was you know, an open book, you know, in what way, for what reasons. Yeah. Um, and uh, I know you had Pat Flynn on the show not so long ago. Uh, he and I are basically best friends and we were hanging out with each other uh, a couple of years ago now. What was it? It would have been 2014, July 4th, Independence Day in the US at his house in San Diego. Uh, we had just got done having a water balloon fight. <laughs> um, it was just me and Pat. Not the kids. <laughs> um, and uh, no, the kids were involved as well. And, and the, you know, the girls were in the living room having a, you know, a, a drink or whatever, having a chin wag. And myself and Pat went into his office. We had a cup of coffee and we sat down. We kind of got a little deep as we sometimes do with our conversations. You know, we're both fathers and husbands and all that sort of stuff, as well as all the business stuff. And he asked me outright, he said, what, where do you want to be five years from now? What do you want to be doing five years from now? And after you know some back and forth, it sort of just came out that this was, this was the group of people that I wanted to serve, and this is what I wanted to do. And at the time, I'd started to do my business review keynote quite regularly live. Uh, I debuted that right at the beginning of 2014. I'd done it a few times before that chat with Pat, and I've done it a whole bunch of times since then. And I noticed that the 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 message behind the business of you keynote actually really resonated with live audiences and so we started talking about the different types of people and all the rest of it and boom out of nowhere pat says the word youpreneur love it and i look at him and i'm like oh usob oh <laughs> now that's that you know now now that's it that's it and um that was kind of where it was all born. And we knew it was, you know, I say we, I mean me and, and my wife, Urs, and my team, uh, uh, you know, we knew it was going to be a membership site. Mm. We knew we wanted it recurring. We knew we, we wanted those things because we wanted to uh, really devote ourselves going forward to this particular movement and, the, and this focus. And so, you know, we launched it September 1 last year. Um, you are a proud Youpreneur member yourself. I am indeed. Um, 
And, uh, you know, I, I'm all about serving people that want to build a brand or rather build a business around their brand going forward. That's, that's where my focus is now. And Youpreneur is the, is the vehicle. Awesome. Now, just a little segue there, because uh, you, you've dropped a little bomb there. Pat Flynn came up with uh, the brand name. Now, knowing how competitive you guys are, <laughs> did he make you beg for it? <laughs> No, did he? <laughs> did he? Did he threaten to um, to keep a hold of that term just for himself? No, no, not at all. I mean, it it, it was very clearly mine, yeah. even though it, the word first was uttered by himself. Um, but it was funny, you know. He, I remember him saying at some point, um, you know, that's your thing, man. You know, that's that's you. Like, I'm I'm not going to mention it anywhere. I'm not going to do it. It's it's all you, and you know, uh, uh, and you don't need to tell anybody that I came up with it, you know, as, as a name, yeah. like you don't need to do that, which basically is Pat saying, I own this. <laughs> <laughs> now I own like, you. <laughs> we all know who came up with this. Kind of thing. So at, at first, it was funny at first, I didn't mention to anybody that you came up with it, but I felt really bad about it as yeah. well, because, you know, you've got to give respect, respect, where his respect is due. And I've helped him with many 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 things as well and you know i don't take credit for any of those things um just like he doesn't take credit for the youpreneur word name brand whatever you want to call it but uh yeah he he did he he came up with a name i put it out there he genuinely did um but uh he didn't pay for the ridiculously overpriced domain name <laughs> so it's mine not yeah. his i'm gonna call that <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah for any of our listeners, just a reminder, you are listening to this special episode about how Pat Flynn inspired a plucky young Brit <laughs> with his membership site. A nice big picture of Pat plastered uh, <laughs> next to a little thumbnail of Chris. Yeah, awesome. let's do that. He will really like that. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to make up a fake, uh, a fake podcast image just for that. Should do that. Should do that. <laughs> now, I love it. I want to pick up a couple of a couple of times you mentioned this word there, serve, mm. and mm. that's such a key key word uh, because I think and you know yourself. I think we've talked about this. You'll have seen this. A lot of people uh, when it comes to membership sites are divided into two types of people: people who see them as this holy grail of passive income, plug and play continuity seven figures without doing a, a single thing uh never getting up off your your backside kind of thing then you have the mm -hmm. other side who recognize that there's a lot of work you're nurturing a community uh you're building this ever accumulating ever improving product and i think that that where they serve the membership sites the good ones the successful ones are where the founder the owner is there to serve their audience serve their community yes. Yes, exactly. Has it been, was there more work involved in getting it going and, and obviously building that initial momentum? Was there anything that surprised you uh, about there, there wasn't, running a membership site? The, the, yeah, the, the, there wasn't more work involved in getting it out there and building momentum. Um, yeah, I, I knew what was needed and, uh, you know, we went to work with that. Yeah. Uh, we knew what we were going to need to do. Uh, uh, to you know, build up the buzz before launch, launch it with a bang, which we certainly did, mm. um, and then you know serve those those early adopter type members properly, uh, and try and obviously minimise churn, which I believe we've done um, to a certain degree. Uh, but we've also pivoted 
a little bit as well since launching Youpreneur in terms of who it's for. Not a lot, but we pivoted, I think, our message above and beyond anything else. The content is still relatively the same, et cetera, et cetera. But no, there wasn't a lot more work involved in getting it out there, um, but there has been more work involved um, in a maintenance uh, way, you know, sort of on, on a on a monthly basis. Um, not necessarily more work for me per se, personally, um, but more just in the background, you know, just behind the scenes. Um, and we've got pretty much all of it under, you know, under control now. But the first two or three months, we were reeling a little bit. You know, it's like a duck on top of a pond, yeah. you know, above the water, everything looks really nice and calm and, and you know, you know, nice and pretty and everything and then underneath the two little legs are going like crazy that was kind of like what it was wor- it was like at team ducker for a couple of months um <clears throat> it didn't help that i launched and then a week later was traveling for three weeks you know around <laughs> the world like that was stupid um we will never do that again but uh no i mean you know we're six months in now almost a couple of weeks away from six months and uh we're, we're you know we've we've taken care of all of the uh you know the behind the scenes hiccups uh, and you know the it was really on it wasn't really hiccups it was just how do we handle this yeah. day to day we had a rough idea what we needed to do but yeah we've definitely had to change and put new processes in place and you know all that sort of stuff but it's part of course of building a business and that's exactly what it is on on the very you know the, at the very core of youpreneur it's another business model yeah absolutely and i think you know what we see certainly compared to uh, launching courses or launching standalone products where everything in terms of your effort in terms of your drive pretty much happens in the lead up to the launch when the launch happens then you've kind of done your job yes you're spreading the word and all of that but with a membership site that's often where the hard work starts is after the doors have opened yes um yes and obviously you you don't always know what kind of community you're going to get to so I'd, i'd imagine that shapes a lot of of what you do with youpreneur as well it does. It does. And like I said, you know, we, when we first launched, you know, we did, we did a really big successful launch. It was very, very successful. Then we did another big scarcity launch at our price increase mm-hmm. at the end of the first month, which was in even more successful than, uh, you know, the initial launch itself, um, which we were very, very happy with. Uh, and then, you know, we went into maintenance mode for a while and we did, we saw a little bit of churn. I was a little unsure of what was happening, uh, up till sort of maybe the end of 2015. So we're talking, you know, a few months after launch, I'm looking at the numbers, seeing how things are going, um, from a monthly uh, member perspective anyway i was a little bit concerned at first but now things have definitely calmed down and they've kind of plateaued and leveled out in terms of those churn numbers yeah. and now as you well know yourself i mean you're the expert on this not me it comes down to making sure quite frankly you're bringing in more people than you are losing and that's it you know, there's no you know there's no real magic pill to pop it really comes down to numbers um in terms of making it a viable business opportunity the one thing that i am very very happy with and extremely proud of when it comes to the youpreneur members is that number one we're getting the right people in there yeah and that for me is the most important thing rather than huge numbers i'd rather have the right people in there people that are action takers that are there to also support each other as well as get the support from other people um and that genuinely do take action and because they take action 
they see results. And, it, and I mean, you see it yourself. You're, you're in there. You can see who the action takers and who aren't. Um, and the other thing that I'm very proud of is that, you know, we have about a 45% of our members are annual members. That's a big percentage. Yeah. Which I think is a big chunk it compared is. to most membership owners that I've spoken with. You know, the monthly is definitely, you know, a much larger share. But 45% um, to 55%, I'll, I'll take that. I'm very, very happy with that number. Definitely, definitely. And, you know, I've obviously mentioned I'm, I'm part of Upreneur and, and through what we do, I join lots of membership sites and I usually stick around for a few months. Um, sure. And, uh, for any of you guys who own a membership site and my name pops up, don't take that as a reason to just like elbow me out of the door, uh, worried that I'm going to leave. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, I'll join a membership site initially for research purposes, keeping the finger on the pulse, see what other people are doing. And, you know, I'll check out the content and so on. Youpreneur is sure. one of the, um, right now it's actually the only membership site that I'm an active member of. Very cool. It's good to know. Yeah. And, uh, the reason is it's a great community. Like you said, there's a lot of quality members in there who are taking action, who are making things mm-hmm. happening. And, and obviously the, the work that you and the team put into it and the passion that you put into it is evident. There's some great stuff in there. Uh, I haven't gotten round to watching the tropical think tank videos yet. Uh, See, that of- right there is a jewel. That, that for me is like the jewel in the crown. Yeah. Because, you know, tropical think tank is for those tuning in that don't know what it is. That's my very exclusive, very intimate, very expensive live event that I do in the Philippines every year. It's 4,200 US dollars per ticket. There's only 50 slots available each year. And whenever we put the sale, the tickets on sale each June, they sell out in a matter of weeks. Literally. And so we're talking about 4,200 US dollars just to be there at the event. And anybody who's a Youpreneur member, whether it's monthly or annual, they get access to the entire archive of Tropical Think Tank keynote presentations. And there's nine each year. So, you know, we've had guys like Lewis House, Pat Flynn, John Lee Dumas. With this year, we've got Brian Clark, Peter Shankman, Hal Elrod. I mean, these are major, major influencers fly to the Philippines. And so if you can't afford the 4200 bucks, just become a Youpreneur member. You yeah. get them all for free. And we've had a ton of people say that, uh, you know, just the quality of, the, of that content alone would be enough for them to keep paying each month or each year, knowing that there's another nine videos like that coming each year. Uh, but obviously, we do a lot more than that on yeah. a regular basis. Well, I mean, if you in, in terms of the value proposition of that, if you look at a lot of the conferences out there, that'll charge multiple times what even an annual membership for Youpreneur will cost just to get access to the recordings. Yes. On a year-to-year basis. Uh, whereas, yes. yeah, and, and I know there's a lot of uh, stuff going around about events that are taking place now where you know the cost of those recordings are almost as much as the cost of a, a ticket would have been to attend live it's crazy it's just crazy no yeah. now actually that that kind of brings me quite nicely to the next thing i want to discuss uh about you Brunet. it's event season you've got tropical mm-hmm. think tank coming up uh yep. social media marketing world in san diego which we'll both be at um yes. and this is kind of the first time you're out there on that circuit really since launching, fully launching Youpreneur, is that right? 
Uh, it is. I mean, you know, we launched September 1. Obviously, I did uh, New Media Europe, mm. um, which was uh, in the middle of September last year. So um, that was the first time I ever actually did the Youpreneur keynote. So there is a keynote presentation now that goes along with that. It's basically the business of you keynote with a load of tweaks yeah. and a rename of it, basically. Um, but yeah, well, I did that. And then I did another couple of live events in the UK. But, you know, events in the UK are... Still quite they're small. not as yeah they're, they're small you know we're talking two three hundred people in the audience where you know when I keynote in the United States it'd be upward of a thousand people yeah. so it's it's kind of interesting it's it's going to be really interesting to see and I'm not doing a lot of speaking this year I do a lot actually a, a lot more speaking in September October when I'm back in the US for about four or five gigs mm-hmm. uh, but other than that I'm not doing a lot of speaking this year because I want to focus on on the growth of of Youpreneur. but yeah it's going to be interesting to see you know, sort of um, just the general feel for it uh, yeah. with people in 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 person and and meeting up with the members, obviously, and and all that stuff. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, has it um, has having Youpreneur there, and that's a, a product that, as we said, is is broader and has uh, a lot more appeal than just the the outsourcing side of things. You've got this this big brand to take up there. Is that changing your approach? to the events or are you kind of uh, you know you mentioned the keynote is sort of similar to to the business of you are, are you changing things up is it is it kind of exciting you and revenue up to to go out there on this platform with youpreneur available yeah um, it, it it is it is yes absolutely without a doubt um and i'm i'm becoming a little bit more picky uh, as well, you know, it's funny. They're two totally different worlds, two totally different discussion points and dynamics. When you talk about delegation and and you know team building through virtual staff to building a business based around your brand, <laughs> you couldn't yeah. get any more different animals, right? Um, and so, you know, whereas before. I used to, you know, I used to speak at a lot of, you know, large, small business and entrepreneur type events. Now I'm going more towards, you know, speaking in front of, you know, a few hundred coaches Mm. at the same time or uh, at, you know, events for authors um, or at, you know, events for, uh, you know, consultants and and those sort of types of things. And, And, you know. I'm not turning my back on the online business world events either because they've been very, very good for me in helping me build my personal brand. So social media marketing world, you know, those kind of events, I'll speak at those events um, whenever I can uh, and and I'll thoroughly enjoy it. Um, But no, it's, it's, it's really revving me up this year. Uh, I mean, I'm really looking forward to event season, September, October, later this year. I can't wait to go over to the US and, um, you know, drop some value bombs from very, very great heights on the crowd over there. I'm trying to avoid looking at the event schedule in the US for September, October, because uh, Callie's chomping at the bit for an excuse to go back to the US <laughs> in October. And uh, I keep trying to tell her, we, we kind of, let's rein it in, let's have a year where we don't just keep hopping over because it gets a little pricey coming from the uk but she's got her eyes on podcast can't even remember when podcast movement's on uh she's trying I think to, that's in the summer it's yeah, right yeah. yeah probably a little little too close uh following sand uh, yeah following, oh, following, not, uh, April, not think, for cali yeah. not for cali uh, <laughs> so yeah i think she just wants she's <laughs> trying to find a good solid event in vegas to take us back to um but yeah yeah we pick the city and then look for an event there yeah no um, i I hear you. Vegas is a great spot as well. For I mean, there's always a lot of events going on 
in Vegas. I will say one event you you might seriously consider from a business perspective is going to be Jeff Goins Tribe conference which is taking place in nashville in september i'm keynoting there um and it is just that the audience is going to be full to the brim of people that should all have their own membership site so uh that's that that would be an interesting one for you guys to consider going to i think this is yeah this is the part of the podcast i send collie uh, Collie out the room (laughs) and also (laughs) and also edit out the mispronunciation of her name uh, <laughs> no, good. a good idea. Yeah, stuffy yeah. moving on. Now, obviously, um, through traveling around, you mentioned before a lot of what you're doing on the back of speaking of these events is arranging member meetups. Yeah. How how big a thing is that for you in in getting that youpreneur brand and and making youpreneur more than what the average membership site will be? Because obviously, most membership site owners aren't also in a position where they're traveling around the world. Uh, mm-hmm. at events that a large portion of their members may like to be at. How cool is that for you and how important is that for you to be able to meet up with your members like that? It's very important for me. Um, and, and, you know, this year I'm kind of just feeling it out a little bit. I'm I'm no... You know, I'm no virgin to the meetup world. You know, I've I've done it. I've held a lot of small events myself before with my online community. I've got people together regularly. We've hung out. We visit. You know, we have met met up. You know, sort of nonchalantly and and ad hoc at large events and things like that before. Like I remember, I spoke at an event in in um, New Orleans last year, and I and I literally I I just sent out an email to my to my list and I said, Hey, I'm in New Orleans tomorrow afternoon. Uh, if anybody wants to come and get some coffee and some beignets, then, you know, meet me in the, this lobby of the hotel. And there was like nine people turned up, like yeah. with a day's notice. A couple of guys even traveled in the New Orleans just for it. So, you know, it was cool. It was very, very cool. So it's a very, very important part of the process for me, for you, Pernod. This year is going to be on not an ad hoc basis per se. We are, you know, putting them together properly. Um, but they're going to be very easygoing, very light on my personal bandwidth. Uh, and we're just going to have some fun, get people together, take some photos, you know, do some periscopes, have, have a little bit of fun with it all. But, um, you know, going into next year, I'd love to be able to do something a little bit more regularly where, you know, we're even contemplating doing something where there's, you know, an actual network of Upano events happening you know, like first Monday of every month around the world and all those sort of types of things. So, you know, the community is still a little small. Uh, we're at like 370 members or something right now. So, um, you know, we're, we're still growing. And yeah. I think that we need to get to a certain amount of critical mass before that will work well. I don't know what that number is right now. But um, what I do know is, uh, you know, those 350 people uh, are enjoying what we're doing and we want to try and get them together as much as we can. Absolutely. And I think when you consider that there are a lot of people running membership sites where it's a struggle for them to even turn up to their own forum or their own Facebook yes. group, <laughs> you know, when you've, yeah. you, you know, the complete other side of that is obviously a big part of the reason, you know, why you pronounce building up the sort of traction that it is. Mm. I mean, I, you know, I, I promised myself going into it that I was going to spend time in the forum every day. Mm. And I mean, every day. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's, it's a focus. Some days I spend more time than others, obviously. Um, we, you know, we, we do have a private Facebook group, as you well know as well, but I'm very rarely in there. And I made it very clear that I was not going to be in there very often. It was put together, you know, three, four months after we launched, um, and purely because of requests 
for members. Simple as that. Uh, but my focus in terms of conversing and helping and supporting and holding my members accountable is inside the forum. And everybody knows that anyway. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a man of my word. I'm in there every day. Yeah, absolutely. And that Facebook group forum split as well. I'm kind of watching that um, mm. attentively purely because usually people kind of go all in on one or go all in on the other. But I like the way that, I wouldn't say under duress, but in response to... <laughs> it was. You know, it was under duress. Let's make it right. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, I didn't want to do it. I did yeah. not want to do it, and um, which is one of the reasons why I'm not spending a lot of time there. Uh, you know, I want my focus to be on you know, my own platform, my own content that I own and that is not sitting on somebody else's rented land. Yeah. And so, you know, I made it very clear that going into it that I was, you know, this was not going to be my focus in terms of conversing with the members and they all know that and they know that, you know, they if they want to put something by me uh, and want any real you know, reply from me that they'll do it inside the forum. Now, that doesn't mean to say that I don't go into the Facebook group. Mm-hmm. I do probably twice a week. Uh, I pop in there and I'll, you know, give some comments and maybe post a few things and stuff like that. But ultimately, you know, the focus is on the forum, the private forums. Um, And I'm also uh, watching things very closely myself. And I'm very happy to say right now, as it stands, you know, a whole month after launching the Facebook group, we have seen very, very little drop off between the forum and, and the group. Uh, so, so far, so good. I'm, I'm a happy camper at the moment. And I will state uh, very clearly that if I do see that the Facebook group ends up winning over the forum, you know, at a big number, the chances are I'll kill it. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, Youpreneur is a 10-year plan for me and way beyond, whereas Facebook, I mean, we don't know what the bloody hell they're doing from Monday through to Friday. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, if it gets a little out of hand, then I will ditch it. Uh, but right now, I'm quite happy to keep it as the, you know, we call the Facebook group the pub, the yeah. bar, the hangout, the cocktail hour. And then, you know, the real, you know, the real business stuff is 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 in the forum. And that's what we call our, our boardroom. <laughs> Definitely. I think the forum format and you know this is a, a an area that i bang the drum on so much it's such a big a, a, a big thing of facebook groups versus forums i think facebook groups present an easy option for a lot of people because sure. you don't have to mess with the tech but i think the forum format is just so much better for uh conversations of substance and for concentration yes. as well i i don't know about you chris i i go to facebook to goof off to look at funny videos of cats to yeah. catch up on what my old school friends are doing and i'm in some facebook groups i'll drop in but it's all very light touch yes. so i i do like in the execution of the the youpreneur hangout on on facebook is it, it's not come about in the way that a lot of people we see do it where maybe they they set it up in response to not being able to get any momentum on their forum. Mm-hmm. And so they cave in to all these people saying, well, just put on Facebook. It's so much easier. Uh, I think actually, yeah, a forum is very well worth the investment. And um, we don't know what uh, Zuckerberg's going to decide to do with Facebook groups. If past histories, I think, go by, they'll be at a point at which they're monetized. Yes. And, and, and I think, you know, that's okay to mm. a certain degree in terms of a, a concept. I mean, they're a business. They have to monetize. Yeah. But in what way yeah. is the big question? Uh, are you going to charge people to have a group 
to host a group? Are you going to charge them based on the number of members or are you just going to splatter it with adverts? Yeah. Um, and and I, I just, you know, I, uh, there's something about the Facebook group and it doesn't, it doesn't spur on the right kind of conversations. And that damn newsfeed, the timeline on a group, it just disappears so quickly. And it, it, it's not friendly from a searching, a searchable perspective, whereas a forum is. Um, and you can find a lot of goodness from just searching on a couple of, you know, keywords inside of our forum. So, yeah, you know, like I said, I think I've um, stated my, uh, my position on it quite solidly and uh, I stand by it. Definitely. Now, speaking of Facebook, how is the quest for the um, elusive blue tick going? <laughs> <laughs> I've given up. I've bloody given up. I swear. The only reason I want the blue tick is to do live video. Yeah. And apparently, yeah. they're going to be slowly but surely, you know, slowly but surely rolling out live video. I think they've started in anyway. the, just the US now, haven't they? Which uh, yeah. yeah. Well, Australia as well. Right. I, I see a couple of people in Australia that have already got it too. But, I mean, I'm in the damn Philippines. I mean, God knows yeah. how long it's going to take to get here. But I'm happy to just carry on with uh, Periscope. And, uh, you know, a- anything that I do on Periscope gets shot and recorded in HD with good quality audio on a separate iPhone yeah. at a slightly different angle. So we can always repurpose the content if we want to. And, uh, you know, there's like there like 25 videos that I haven't even used yeah. from, from Periscope broadcasts. So I suppose I should give them to one of my VAs and get, get cracking on editing them. Definitely. And I mean, Periscope is obviously it's something you, you're using a big way. And I'm mm. loving I'm loving the whole new Duckerscope, the the proper show setup with the backdrop yes. and and all yeah. that uh, that stuff. You, uh, I, Snapchat is another channel that uh, I've I've seen yourself and a, a whole bunch of youpreneurs uh, talking about. I haven't. Yeah. I still associate that with uh, with uh, dodgy uh, junk shots, <laughs> so sure. to speak. Um, yes. Yes, but you you put yourself it's funny, right I've out not, there. Yeah, not not that I want to start receiving a ton of them, <laughs> but I haven't even had one. Is this, is this an open yet? invitation? So yeah. anybody who <laughs> this weekend <laughs> download Snapchat, <laughs> send, spam the hell out of Ducker. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I, I you know Snapchat for me is is it's not something where I'm consuming content. I want to make that very clear. I'm watching very few other people's stories. Uh, Literally, I can count them on one hand. But I do like to use it as a publishing platform uh, to share what I'm up to. And I also, I really like it from a P2P that, you know, I'm always harping on about my my people-to-people relationship building focus. So for me, it's great, you know, quick video uh, you know, messages to to Upana members is is you know what it's all about. I like it a lot. Yeah, and it's but always, I'm, I'm not. I'm just not like I'm doubling down on it or anything yeah. like that. But it's, it's it's kind of part of putting yourself everywhere and, and being right across all these these different platforms. Is that something that's easier now that you have Upana as kind of an anchor point, so you have something to kind of talk about essentially at the yeah. center of it, or is it harder yeah. because? You've also got the work that comes with you, Preneur. No, it, it, that's a really good question and, and a good, um, you know, a good observation. I mean, I, I think, you know, it, it, I, don't, I don't think it's easier. It makes it wor- more worthwhile, mm. I think. Whereas before, you know, and I've never really been the type of person who just sort of splatters himself everywhere. I've always been quite focused on, on my platforms. You know, I'm, I, I'm not a big fan of Facebook, surprise, surprise. No. So, you know, I've, I have focused on, you know, Twitter. Uh, Instagram, um, Periscope, 
now a little bit of Snapchat. Um, but no, ultimately, man, what I'm all about is just building quality content, you know, creating content and, and marketing it for my readers, my listeners, my viewers. Um, so chrisducker.com is where you get the real deal. You know, that everything I do, ultimately, everything I put any real effort into sits on my own domain name, including Upreneur for that matter. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just, that's where the focus is really. But it, it's made it more worthwhile yeah. for sure. Yeah. Now, obviously, you know, the Upreneur brand, I, I just love it. Kelly and I were actually talking about this uh uh, a couple of weeks ago, we normally have a special, uh, <laughs> a special degree of hatred for preneur words, you know, <laughs> um, femtrepreneur, you know, all these really, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But actually, we both really like Upreneur um, as a name, as a brand, and that's now. Not why just, is that? I'm curious to know. I think it's because we'll see really forced attempts to tag that preneur part onto. Uh, the most bizarre of words. Yes. Um, I'm yes. sure Callie has a mental list of the worst ones she's come across. I don't know if it's just because youpreneur is just simpler, makes more sense, is slicker, if it sounds better. Mm -hmm. Maybe mm -hmm. just because of the sexy logo and the color scheme. Maybe that's won us over. Yeah. Um, but, you know, beyond just the name, the actual true brand and, and how quickly I think that's taken hold, particularly amongst the members, that doesn't always happen with the membership side. Well, you've got members tweeting pictures from the gym with their Upreneur t-shirts on. And, you know, every shot of you now with your, your MacBook, it's your specially branded MacBook sticker. And it's all very yes. slick. It's all, all very smart. And that's obviously all part of you really pushing for this, this global brand mm. for your membership mm. site. And we'll, we'll, we'll focus in on more swag. You know, there's more swag around the corner. I've just I've just ordered a bunch of notebooks. Awesome. Um, you know, like we're talking like moleskin, like debossed logo, beautiful quality. You know, we're 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 doing a lot of stuff on that side of things for our members. You know, yeah. this isn't stuff we're just going to sell to anyone or give out to anyone. Uh, the only thing that I give out to non Upana members are our Upana baller bands. Yeah, you um, you had a bunch of them, but um, was that a new? Yeah, New, New Media, Media Europe. Europe. In fact, actually, we I bought like 300 with me. Everybody right. in the audience, before my keynote, uh, everyone in the audience had one of those given to them. Oh. And uh, there's, there's, I, I was very sneaky, very, very sneaky. I uh, Right at the top of the uh, conversation, I said, okay, now put your hand up if you call yourself an entrepreneur. Put your hand up. So there's a photo <laughs> of, <laughs> of me on stage with like 300 people's hands in the air and you know a good 70% of them are wearing it on uh you know on their wrist and uh, you know, that is, that's a little bit of advertising there you know <laughs> really really smart awesome um, so for just to kind of finish on i suppose on this on this subject of a global brand for mm. people out there who are trying to build their business trying to uh, gain that visibility gain that momentum and build their brand what would be your your three tips your three top tips for really building that that global presence really building up that that personal brand or that business brand well i'd say first things first don't start it unless you mean to go on mm. uh you know there's there's nothing worse as a as a than a non-starter you know you don't launch it unless your heart and soul is in it first of all um, uh, and and I'm I'm a big believer of that. The second thing I would say is that you know really treat the launch like an event. Tell freaking everybody about it, and then when the dust has settled, tell them again. 
and again and again and keep telling them. Uh, and, you know, go into what I call the, the, the triple M, uh, which is the, you know, maintenance marketing mode of, of your, of your membership. Uh, and so people just see it everywhere. They find it everywhere. Uh, even when they're not looking for it, it pops up from time to time. You know, you want that. You want things like the t-shirts in the gym and, you know, people taking photos of their computer screen when they're on live mastermind calls and tweeting them out to all their followers. Uh, you know, the baller bands, the notebooks, the mugs, the stickers on the laptops and all that stuff. So just be really loud about it. Not obnoxiously loud, but just be loud. You know, be loud. Tell everybody about it and be proud about what you're doing. Uh, And then lastly, I would say is that, you know, be you all the time, regardless of what industry you're in, regardless of who you're serving, who your prospective customer is, regardless of what type of content you're focusing on in regards to, you know, uh, uh, you know, creating and marketing and utilizing to be able to spread the word about you, your, your, your mission, your focus, your brand, all the rest of it is just be you all the time. And, you know, no smoke, no mirrors, no BS, just be you all the time because people want to do business with other people. Uh, and when you're building a membership site based around an authority figure in some way, shape or form, and they're all the, you know, they're always the most successful ones. Um, you know, you've got to understand that you are going to have to do some work and that people are going to buy into that because of you and what you're all about. And that's fine. And as long as you accept that and you embrace it, uh, and you are you all the time, you'll you'll ultimately be very successful. There's no doubt in my mind about it. Love it. Love it. Now, for anyone who obviously wants to know more about Youpreneur, who wants to read more of your stuff, chrisducker.com, anywhere else, yep. they, can, they can go to anything else, pimp away, pimp away, whatever you... <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you know, Chris, ChrisDucker.com is where, you know, that's my home, my online home. That's where I do everything. But if they want to get a really good taste for youpreneur, particularly, um, in terms of, you know, what it's like to be a youpreneur, what it means to be a youpreneur and how you do business as a youpreneur, uh, we actually have a free immersion course called the youpreneur launchpad. Uh, which anybody can sign up for free. They can just go to chrisducker.com forward slash launchpad. There's a load of videos, there's audio, there's PDF downloads, and a lot of other stuff as well that's delivered pretty regularly via email over the course of a couple of weeks or so. And by the time you're done with that, you'll either, you'll either, you know, have that mindset shift that you need to start taking this a little bit more seriously. Um, And, uh, you know, this is the holy grail, you know, building a membership site based around you, your brand and what you stand for. That's the holy that that trumps any product you can create, any well ebook you can write, any any podcast episode you can publish. Having recurring income coming in from a collection of raving superfans based upon what you are all about and your brand. That is it. I mean, this is the holy grail right here. And that you put a launch pad will give you a very, very clear indication as to how to build it properly. Awesome. And of course, we always advise our own members that the best way to learn about building a membership site is to be part of membership sites, be part of more than one membership site, as long right. as one of those is our membership site. Make, <laughs> make the other one you for now. Um There we go. Yeah, there we go. Awesome community, lots of really good stuff in. And uh, as is abundantly clear 
through when you talk about Upreneur, it's something you're massively passionate about and there's lots of really good stuff ahead uh, for the community. I'm excited to be part of it and I'm excited to see what else is to come as well. Chris, thanks so much for taking time out of uh, the day to join us on the Membership Guys podcast. I could rabbit on with you for much longer, but I know it's it's starting to eat into the evening now over there in the Philippines. Uh, it is. So uh, I'm going to let you go. Thanks again for, for being on the show. Really enjoyed it. No, it was all my pleasure. And, and thank you for having me on, Mike. You're a real inspiration in the industry, man. Thanks again to Chris for taking the time out of his day to join me on the Membership Guys podcast. I thoroughly enjoyed our conversation about Youpreneur, about Chris's business, and there was a lot of really cool info that he shared, which hopefully you guys have got a lot out of. And of course, as we talked about in the podcast, if you want to know more about Chris, if you want to check out Youpreneur, then head over to chrisducker.com. That's it for this installment of the Membership Guys podcast. I'll be back again very soon with another episode. If you've enjoyed today's episode of the Membership Guys podcast, we invite you to check out the membersiteacademy.com. The Membersite Academy is the essential resource for anyone at any stage of starting, growing and running a membership website. So whether you're still figuring out what your idea is going to be or whether your website is already up and running and you're just looking for ways to grow it and attract new members, then the Membersite Academy can help you to get to the next level. With our extensive course library, monthly training, exclusive member-only discounts, perks and tools and a supportive community to help you along the way with feedback, encouragement and advice, the Member Site Academy is the perfect place to be for anyone looking to start, manage and grow a successful membership website. So check it out at membersiteacademy.com. Do you want to boost your member signups and take your membership to the next level? If so, you're not going to want to miss the free webinar that I'm running on Tuesday the 26th of March. It's called Supercharge Your Membership Sales and it is entirely free. During the webinar, you will learn how to level up your core membership sales funnel for more traffic leads and sales. You'll discover the biggest roadblocks that could be costing you sales right now and most importantly, how to fix them. And we're going to cover the key tactics that you need to have in place to successfully market and scale your membership. Plus, you get the opportunity to tap into my years of expertise in the membership space and have me help solve your current sales and marketing challenges. So, if you want to take your membership sales to the next level, join me on Tuesday, March 26th at 7pm UK time and go to membershipgeeks.com slash webinar. That's membershipgeeks.com slash webinar to secure your free seat today.